the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, July the 29th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on July 29, 1958, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed the National Aeronautics and Space Act, creating NASA. Today, in 1914, Transcontinental Telephone Service in the U.S. became operational with the first test conversation between New York and San Francisco. I don't know what they said, but it worked. Today, in 1921, Hitler, Adolf Hitler, became president of the Nationalist Socialist German Workers' Party. We know them as the Nazis. Today, in 1967, an accidental rocket launch on the deck of the supercarrier USS Forrestal in the Gulf of Tonkin resulted in a fire and a number of explosions killed 134 servicemen. Among those on that ship was future Arizona Senator John McCain. He was a U.S. Navy lieutenant commander at the time. Today, in 1968, Pope Paul VI, he reaffirmed the Roman Catholic Church's stance against artificial methods of birth control. Today, in 1975, President Gerald Ford became the first U.S. president to visit the site of the Nazi concentration camp, Oswich, in Poland. Today, in 1981, Britain's Prince Charles married Diana Spencer in a century or in a ceremony at St. Paul's Cathedral in London. As you know, they divorced in 1996. Five years ago today, Pope Francis, he too visited the former Nazi death factory at Auschwitz and Birkenau in southern Poland. He met with concentration camp survivors and he met with some aging people, but still living who helped the Jews escape certain doom during the reign of the Nazis. There was a huge earthquake overnight in Alaska. I don't know if you've heard about that or not yet this morning. They just lifted tsunami warnings uh, for Alaska and the rest of the Pacific, uh, I'm finding out this morning. Huge earthquake, 8.2 magnitude, struck uh, Alaska about 500 miles from Anchorage, about 10.15 last night. Interestingly enough, Reuters, who is a worldwide news organization, they're reporting about an hour ago that there are no immediate reports of injuries or damage to property. I find that hard to believe. I mean, maybe there are no reports, but I'm sure there is some injury or damage, I would think, 8.2 magnitude. Anyway, they have lifted the tsunami warnings including for Alaska itself, but I guess there were warnings as we slept overnight for the all of the west here of the United States. Interesting. 18 Senate Republicans sold out to the Senate Democrats overnight. I wouldn't call it an earthquake, but I would call it concerning. 17 of them voted last night to advance a $1.2 trillion Democrat infrastructure bill, which isn't infrastructure, 
It's about everything but infrastructure, we think. We don't know because it has never been put in writing. All it has been has been discussion, dialogue. All of them voted for a procedural vote last night without ever reading the bill because it would have been impossible for them to read the bill because it doesn't exist. The bill has not yet been written, even though they've been talking about it for months. Infrastructure used to mean bridges, roads, maybe, you know, power grid, that kind of thing. I mean, that was just understood. Oh, no, not anymore. President Biden has redefined that as the left redefines everything and anything. No, it means something very different than that. He's talking about human infrastructure. He's talking about giving away billions, billions of dollars to all kinds of causes and agendas. Has nothing to do with bridges and roads and keeping your power and water running in your house. I couldn't believe that these Republicans went down this path, and some of them really surprised me. The list, real quick, let me just run down it real quick. Roy Blunt of Missouri, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Shelley Moore, West Virginia, Bill Cassidy of, of Louisiana, Mike Crapo from Idaho. What's the matter with him? Lindsey Graham, that surprised me. South Carolina, Mitch McConnell, <laughs> I guess that didn't surprise me that much. Lisa Murkowski didn't surprise me at all, Alaska. Rob Portman, Ohio. Jim Reich, Idaho. Mitt Romney, (laughs) nothing surprises me with Mitt. Tom Tillis, North Carolina. Todd Young, Indiana. Chuck Grassley, Iowa. John Hoven, North Dakota. Kevin Kramer, North Dakota. And Susan Collins, Maine. There was another guy, I can't remember who he was, He would have been the 18th, but he was absent. But he said, had I been there, a Republican, he was not from any of our listing area of this program. As far as where we're on on radio stations, there's a number of you now listening online. And um, I'm hearing from places where we're not on, on the radio station. And that's encouraging. We want to talk to as many people as we can. But what a disappointment. I'm sure there will be lengthy explanations today, but that happened as we slept last night. Alaska had an earthquake. Washington, D.C. had a cave-in, a collapse, a sinkhole, I suppose you could call it. I don't know. But anyway, there's a lot going on in our world today. We do what we do here to keep you informed so that you, too, will know what's happening. Maybe we don't understand all of it, but we need to be informed as best we can. I believe that The Lord has called his people, followers of Jesus Christ, to not put their head in the sand or hide in a cave somewhere because we can't handle what's going on in the world. I believe God wants us to be informed. But he wants us to be informed through his truth, not through some cockamamie thing out there that these people are, you know, everybody has their truth nowadays. He wants us to stand on his truth. That is the rock. The storms come, the earthquakes come, but the rock and those who build their houses on the rock, according to Jesus, they will survive the storm. I've read this verse before. If you listen every day, you've heard me say it. I've said it throughout my life because my life has had challenges because we've done a lot. 
or we've attempted to do a lot. God will decide what the accomplishments were, and that's what I'm concerned about is just pleasing the Lord. But we've been through some things, and all of you have been as well in your life, whatever you've done. So yeah, I refer to this verse from time to time, so maybe you've heard it before on this program. But the Word of God and His promises are new every morning. Let me share Isaiah 43, 2 with you. When thou pass through the waters, I will be with thee. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Have you been through the water? Have you been through the flood? Have you been through the fire? Of course, we all have been. This world is kind of a burning, convulsing cauldron of chaos right now in the culture. But we stand on something that is immovable. It shall not be moved. And we shall not be moved because we stand on the rock. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, chapter 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3, But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. That's the word of the Lord. Climate scientist Dr. Willie Soon, he's urging, he's urging his fellow academics to pay closer attention to the sun's activity, which suggests several decades of global cooling rather than warming. Well, who cares what Dr. Soon says? Well, a lot of people do. He's highly qualified and highly respected among his peers. The sun, he says, is in a weakened state, far less active than during the 1980s and 90s. He says it should last until about 2050. The whole climate system is powered, according to Soon, 99.1% by the sun's energy. Soon is the researcher at the Solar and Stellar Physics Division of the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. He is widely read, highly respected. I don't think they expected him to say this publicly, right out loud, but he did. He said global cooling is a far greater source of concern than global warming. He said we have a lot more problems when the planet begins to cool rather than to warm. He said, humanity can solve a lot of problems, including overheating, but the problem of a little ice age, that's what they, they, they have, little ice ages and big ice ages. There was a, quote, little ice age. I'm not an astrophysicist, it, it, just in case you, but anyway, I'm, I know a little bit about what they say. I try to understand it. But anyway, they have the little ice ages and big ice ages. A little ice age, the last one was in the 1700s. I've read, I've read quite a bit about it. It's kind of interesting. But he said, if you want to face a serious problem, worry about an ice age, never worry about global warming. Boy, that did not go over well. There are people already, they do what they always do. They attack, they can't attack his science. He's highly qualified. So now they're attacking him this morning, saying, oh, you know, he, you can't, he's, he's mis, he misspoke on this, and so on. It's interesting. I was reading a report yesterday. I was thinking about talking about it on this program, and I I, we're not going to talk about it today, but I think it's worthy of some conversation. Yesterday, we discovered through the good research of people who look into things, conservatives, that billions of dollars of Chinese investment 
is flowing into the elite American universities. Now, we know that. I've talked about that with that Confucius Institute that they are have been placing all over, including Washington State and elsewhere, Oregon, Idaho, wherever. I mean, they're all over the place. And they fund this and they say, well, it's just a cultural thing and we want people to learn about China and blah, blah, blah. That's all a lie. It's an indoctrination station. And these schools buy into it for two reasons. One, they probably, a lot of them agree with what the Chinese agenda is. And secondly, they're, they're ignorant to it. They need money and they need additional teachers, and they get all of that from China, uh, who is their friend and cohort in educating American kids. But anyway, this is different than that. These are billions of dollars that are flowing into a specific uh, purpose in our elite universities primarily, but it is a concentrated effort to promote climate alarmism. One of the Chinese Communist Party's chief weapons against the United States. The U.S. State Department is the one that announced this. $6.5 billion in undeclared university, most of which came from China. University income. They didn't report it because they didn't want anyone to know. So the U.S. State Department has uncovered at least $6.5 billion. And China has designated this as an attempt to uh, project soft power, steel, sensitive, and proprietary research and development data, and other intellectual property, and (laughs) this is China's mission, and to spread propaganda benefiting foreign governments, specifically the Chinese Communist Party. It makes perfect sense that the Chinese Communists are manipulating fears of a climate catastrophe to its advantage. The CCP, the Communist Chinese, uh, Chinese Communist Party, wants the U.S. and other nations to pass laws regarding energy and manufacturing that makes it so expensive that it will collapse our industry while they expand their economy, take our industries and our jobs, and do so with little regard for the environment or human rights. And that's what's going on in our world. Now we find out that they're funding this message on a number, many of our universities. And I mean by they, our State Department. If that doesn't wake somebody up somewhere along the line, I don't know what will. We've got chaos in our own country as well. This week, Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis told Mark Levine on his TV show, he's on he's on the radio, and he, I think he's on Fox or that Fox Nation, that other channel they've started. But anyway, Mark Levine, he's a good guy. He's very conservative. Most of you would probably know his name or maybe you listen to him. But anyway, he told Mark Levine, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, he told Mark Levine that the Biden administration wants kindergartens, kindergartners muzzled with a mask. But when it comes to people crossing the border illegally, he said they don't give a, well, I won't say the word, expletive, about COVID at that point. He's right. He has a point. CDC announced Tuesday of this week that they are now recommending individuals, even those vaccinated, to mask up in certain settings. I mean, can you believe this? Mask up, mask down. Yes mask, no mask. I mean, they don't know what they're doing. They're all over the place. Fauci's running around trying to keep his half-million-dollar salary in place and his 
moment in you know on stage. I mean, he's he, I think he has an apartment at CNN. He's on there all the time, and he's saying everything they want him to say with a scientific tone in his voice. I've gotten so sick and tired of all of this. I came to this slowly. Those of you who listen every day, you know, I didn't come out of the gate. You know, I don't trust Fauci and all that kind of thing. I mean, you you got to give them an opportunity. But I'm not a scientist, but I'm just a guy that lives out here with all the rest of us. But man, these people are all over the place. They don't know what they're doing. They're the blind leading the blind. Jesus himself talked about that kind of thing. That's what we're seeing with this. Columnist Michelle Malkin, she says that, well, the Biden administration is obsessing over masks. It's importing COVID into the country over the southern border with the assistance of Catholic charities. She's right. They are. And I'll tell you what's happening there. Catholic charities is taking in millions, if not billions of dollars, supporting the chaos of the Biden administration. I know Catholics listen to this program. Mostly those that listen to this program would not support Catholic charities. Their Catholic charities is way off the chart to the left. I mean, they really are. Not all Catholics agree with them, and there are a number of good, solid, conservative Catholics. But anyway, Catholic charities is right in the mix. Florida Governor DeSantis, he's more than a little upset. He said... (laughs) He told um, one of the guys at Fox, he said, I, I mean, if you got a kid in kindergarten, they just said today they want to, the kid muzzled with a mask. He said, even though COVID's not any risk to the kid, he said, if you have a loved one overseas, they may not let them come home and fly. Just normal travel because of COVID, they claim. But yet, if you want to come straight across the border and have thousands of people pouring in, they don't give a blank about COVID as that point. They're letting them right in. He's very upset about it. Of course, he lives on a, you know, Florida is on the southern part of the United States. On Tuesday, the Biden CDC announced that they would be backtracking on their previous guidance. They're back and forth. Clearly, the Biden people are in disarray in regard to COVID and many other issues as well. The confusion is now turning into chaos. You can't, you can't exist without leadership. We don't have leadership. We just have confusion. So in this context, Fox News is Peter Ducey. He's been doing this for a long time. He's the guy that goes to the the White House press conference every day, regardless of who the president is. Peter Ducey, if you saw his face, you would recognize him. Maybe you recognize his his name. But anyway, in the context of all of this chaos, Peter Ducey asked the uh, Biden press secretary, that Jen Psaki that's on there all the time, kind of snarky. He said, if, vac- if vaccines work, he said, then why do people who have the vaccine need to now wear masks? Well, she didn't like that question at all. She struggled with the answer. But finally, she said, and it was long pause, very kind of uncomfortable for journalist types. But anyway, finally, she said, well, the, pel- the public health leaders in our administration have made the determination based on data that that is the way to make sure they're protected. Well, that blew up more than just the governor of Florida. Texas Senator Ted Cruz, he saw what she had said. He said, today's decision sadly was driven by politics, not science. He said, let me be clear. 
Ted Cruz. He said there should be no more COVID mandates, no vaccine mandates, no vaccine passports, no lockdowns, no school closures. And he's not the only one. There are many, many, many conservatives that are speaking up. Hundreds of them are agreeing. Texas Republican Representative Louis Gohmert, he said, quote, until the Biden administration stops the thousands of people with COVID Chinese coronavirus from pouring into our country illegally, then shipping them all over the country, we're going to have waves of outbreak of COVID. Let me talk to you just for a minute this morning about these illegals that are being shipped all over the country, and they are positive with COVID. There's no question that politics is driving Biden, but why are the Catholic charities and their billion-dollar budgets, multi-billion-dollar budgets, why are they all involved in this? Michelle Malkin wrote yesterday in an article, she used to be a reporter for the Seattle Times. You may not have known that. She didn't fit there. She's very conservative. She's a Christian, very bright. But she worked for the Seattle Times for several years. She, did, As I said, she didn't fit. They didn't like her, but they respected her ability, and she finally left and kind of started her own thing. But anyway, she wrote yesterday, Michelle, it seems there's no sanctuary from Decronian mask and vaccine mandates. You can't get on a plane, go to work, work at a hospital, perform on stage, compete in sports, exercise at a gym, worship in church, or walk outside without the long shadows of big pharma and COVID-19 control freaks looming over every aspect of your lives. Well, that's true. She continued. She said, there's one escape hatch, however. If you're an illegal alien, congratulations. Privileged border trespassers have been handed special get-out-of-COVID-tyranny cards, while the Biden administration is poised to send vaccine squads door-to-door to harass law-abiding citizens. Well, she's right. She's not the only one raising the issues. There are others. We should all be informed. Let's look for a minute about how Biden's border policy is enriching Catholic charities, and it's killing Americans. I mean, honestly, it is. With COVID. And it's for sure infringing on, if not throttling, maybe killing our God-given freedoms. Tom Holman is the retired um, acting ICE director. He served under Trump. And in fairness, he he supported Trump because of his policies very strongly. But he slammed uh, President Biden this week for allowing the border to remain open while demanding Americans hold themselves accountable to COVID. He said the northern border we have with Canada is still closed because of COVID. The southern border is wide open. ICE already had 7,500 positive COVID cases run through their system. Right now, as we speak, he said, he was on Fox and Friends, he said they have nearly 1,200 active cases in custody that came across the border. And what really scares me, he said, is that nearly 300,000 illegals got away this year so far. A third of a million illegals got away from the people down there. Uh, One of the Fox News reporters, Bill uh, Malugan, I think is the way he pronounces his name, he tweeted this week that after an incident at Whataburger in La Jolla, Texas, not California, he said police in La Jolla, Texas, say they've learned illegal immigrants who test positive for COVID-19 are being released from federal custody to a local Catholic charity, that's Catholic Charities Organization, in Rio Grande Valley, which then places them in local hotels without notice. 
There's a whole lot of information on this, and I put it in an article that I read, so you can read the whole thing. I'm not going to read through all of it today on the on this program, but the La Jolla Police Department then put out a statement, and I include that statement in the article that I wrote today and we published. It's on our website, faithandfreedom.us, .us, not .com. Anyway, it, it starts, it says on July 26, which was three days ago, uh, 2021, a La Jolla Police Department officer was waved down by a concerned citizen at a Whataburger, uh, you know, it's a hamburger joint, uh, located, you know, this, the uh, citizen explained to the officer that she had observed a group family who were not being observant of proper health guidelines. It goes on to say they were coughing and sneezing and not covering their mouths. And it, everybody in the in the little hamburger restaurant there, the Whataburger, got concerned. The officer approached the family, was told by them that they had been apprehended by Border Patrol uh, days prior, were released that because they were sick with COVID. So the Border Patrol didn't want anything to do with them. So they give them to the Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities puts them in a hotel, but nobody in La Jolla knew about it. And that's happening all, and there's a lot more detail, but that's happening all over the country. Border Report and others are reporting the same thing. In fact, Border Report, an organization that follows these things, are saying the local police told them that local Catholic charities are not even containing the COVID-positive illegals in their hotel rooms. They're just moving around in the hotel, out on the streets, going to restaurants, whatever they want to do. When this became public, Catholic charities put a guard there and it told the press, oh, well, now we have someone monitoring them. But only after they were caught. CBS News this morning is saying that they've been trying to contact Catholic charities about this issue and Catholic charities will not return their call. This isn't happening just in La Jolla, Texas. It's all over the place. It's in Florida. It's clear up in in the northern part of the United States. They're flying them on planes, the Biden administration. They're busing them. They're transporting these people and just depositing them. And for the most part, not in every case, but in almost every case, Catholic Charities is the one on the ground assisting the chaos of the Biden administration. And they're taking these people with COVID. They don't care. They're putting them in hotels, renting the rooms with taxpayer money. Boy, it's unbelievable. Catholic Charities takes in an annual revenue of $4 billion. $1.2 billion of that comes from taxpayers. Taxpayers are funding the largest source of their revenue. Washington Times estimates that about 57 government agencies now contract with Catholic Charities in their multi-billion dollar operation. That's bad enough that the multi-billion dollar illegal alien racket run by Catholic Charities puts welcoming the border jumping stranger above Americans' own homeless, jobless veterans. But they do. It is. Michelle, Michelle Malkin, it is what she called it, an unholy treachery. Thankfully, Election Day is coming. And more thankfully, when you pass through the fire, the water, the floods, the difficulties, God is there. You will not be drowned, swept away, or burned. Just stand firm. Do not grow weary in well-doing, but stand firm in the times in which we live. Never forget this. God is in control. He always has been. He is now and he always will be forever and ever.
Thank you for your support. We need it. Box 399 Bellevue 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington 98009. I'll see you right here tomorrow.